This is James Nealon for Cromwell Listens. My co-host, James Dimitriotis, and I never thought that when we had the chance to sit down and interview Mayor Enzo Faenza, that we would do it under such trying times. We thought that by this point in our podcast, uh, as the trajectory goes, we'd be interviewing the owner of the new restaurant opening up here and the automotive dealer over there and bake sales and school plays and what's happening in our wonderful new art scene and farmer's markets and the revamped public library and their great staff and all of that stuff, all the wonderful stuff that makes Cromwell, Connecticut a truly great place to work, to live, to be. But alas, here we are, April of 2020, and we are in very uncertain times. And we do appreciate Mayor Enzo Faenza taking the time out of his day to sit down with us and discuss some issues that none of us thought we would have to deal with, even um, a month or two ago. We do apologize for the rather primitive audio capture of this episode, but bear in mind that each of us is recording remotely taking into consideration social distancing edicts, quarantining, safety's sake. So if it sounds a little 1990, uh, we do apologize, but we think you will enjoy this interview. And again, we thank Mayor Enzo for his time, and we thank you for your support. And Cromwell, stay safe. Hello, this is James Neeland. And this is James Dimitriopoulos. Welcome to Cromwell Listens, the podcast about town for April 24th, 2020. When we first imagined this podcast, we were about highlighting all the great events and community organizations around town. While COVID-19 may have thrown a wrench in our celebration of many spring's events that were unfortunately canceled, we can still celebrate the wonderful community we have and keep digitally connected while the conversation keeps going. Thank you, James. And today is our first guest for the Cromwell Listens podcast. Uh, it's Cromwell's first mayor, Mayor Enzo Faenza. Uh, Enzo, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning, James and James. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me. Um, it's exciting to, uh, to know about this podcast and uh, be part of it, and I look forward to, uh, to the future of uh, you know hearing wonderful things through it and uh, having uh, great information passed to our uh, residents and business in town. So thank you both for uh, spearheading this. And do- now, thank you for joining us. And can you start by explaining to listeners who may not be political junkies what the role of the mayor is? That's a great question, and that all depends on the type of government that each town or municipality has set up. Uh, for the town of Cromwell, we have a mayor, manager, town council form of government. So it's different than some other uh, situations, for instance, like the city of Middletown. Um, they have a strong mayor, which is slightly different from ours. But our role as mayor uh, in the town of Cromwell is still very important. Um, the day-to-day operations uh, when it comes to management, uh, employees, and contract negotiations, et cetera, start with our town manager, and that person uh, does deals with that. But as the mayor... It's a very important role. I feel that um, you have to be the connection uh, to our residents and businesses. You know, the mayor is a very busy position. You know, uh, a lot of questions come through the mayor's office. 
um, because, you know, for the most part, residents and business, the first person they look, look up to and look, look forward to uh, getting information from is the mayor. So it's really important. The mayor is the head of the council. Um, and uh, working together with our town council members, we create policy um, for the town. We are the official legislative body of the town. Um, so a lot of the ordinances and all those type of um, resolutions and, you know, the budget process all starts with the town council. And, um, you know, it's a very important role all around. And um, it truly has been my honor and pleasure to uh, serve the uh, Cromwell community. Um, we have such a great community in Cromwell, so it's, uh, it just makes it so pleasurable. Thank you, Enzo. We really do. And that's a very good answer. Very straightforward. A lot of information. Excellent information. And uh, you've served as Cromwell mayor now for eight years. Uh, the job is unpaid, requires a lot of long hours and commitment. Now, what drew you to this position, Enzo? What drew me to this position was truly my love and caring of people and um, our town. Um, I grew up in our town, uh, moved here. Um, in 1981, I was uh, eight years old and entering third grade and, uh, you know, went through the Cromwell school systems and the town had been good to me and my family. So I felt that, you know, it was important for me to, uh, to give back. So, I, you know, I did start off in various boards and commissions, you know, through playing and zoning and, and I served on the former town uh, board of selectmen. But I just felt that, you know, um, my passion and love and, and wanting to do good things for our town, that's what drives me and um, the wonderful community behind it. And really working together, um, I truly uh, believe that the best way to get things done is to just build um, coalitions and, and, you know, you be honest and straightforward with everybody and, um, you know, work together, we can do good things. So it's truly just about the care and love of our town, you know, really seeing it grow in the right way. Um, you know, working together to help economic development, to help our schools, our seniors. You know, it's just about caring. You have to care. You know, if you can get things done. There's people that, you know, say they're going to do things, and there's people that do it, and you can do it with, uh, with love and passion, and that's really what drives me is the, that passion and love for our town. Thank you, Enzo. And that shows in your answer right there, the passion. Um, if you don't mind, a little verge, can you tell us a little bit about the person behind the mayoral seat, like your background before assuming the uh, position of mayor? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I, uh, well, like I said earlier, I, I moved to Cromwell. I was eight years old and pretty much has lived my uh, entire life in the town of Cromwell. I'm uh, married to a wonderful wife, uh, Kate, and my daughter, Adriana, who is in uh, sixth grade right now, and uh I never thought in my entire life that I'd hear my daughter say, Daddy, I can't wait to go back to school. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with, with the times that we're in, um, I think the school system has done a wonderful job with the homeschooling and, and the, the whole um, uh, online uh, program. And, you know, for something that happened really, um, it, um, they really pull it off well. Um, you know, I, uh, I enjoy my family. I enjoy sports, but watching sports, and right now that's, there's not much of that either, but I'm a huge Yankee fan. And uh, I love uh, I love um, uh, baseball is one of my uh, favorite all time sports. And you know I like to, to watch football and and active and I like to you know walk and and um, you know try to take care of my health. Uh, I uh, went to uh, as I said earlier I went to all the Cromwell schools. I graduated high school in 1991. I went off to uh, University of Hartford um, where I um, studied uh, business and I received my degree in accounting and graduated from there in 1995. I, uh, at that point time, it was a really rough um, marketplace at that time, and um, it was really a tough 
finding a job in the accounting field. So I went to work for my father's uh, family business with my uncles. And, um, I mean, I pretty much grew up in that business. I was, anytime I could, I was over there always, you know, working, whether it was in the warehouse, you know, throughout the summers and selling in the front, um, whatever I could do to earn a buck, um, I did. At that time, I went to work there as an on-the-road salesperson. And um, things didn't work out there well. Uh, you know, family business sometimes can be stressful. So my dad and then I'd separate. And he and I started um, the current business I'm involved in, Universal Ceramic Pile, with my uh, two brothers and my dad in 1996. And uh, many years later, we've, uh, we've managed to grow and expand and, um, you know, built a, a, a nice business for, uh, for our family and all the employees that we have. And um, that's, that's how I make my living. As you had mentioned, the uh, mayor's job is unpaid. So uh, some people have said, uh, you know, wow, you know, you don't get paid as being mayor. That's, you know, some people say, well, that's not a real mayor or that's not. You know, that's not right. Well, I say it's true public service. You know, um, mm-hmm. if, if our forefathers, when they first got in, you know, set up our, our Constitution and, and the way our country was set up, I don't think anyone intended it to be uh, a business or a lifelong job. And um, I, I feel that, um, you know, money is not, is not what, as I said earlier, is not a driving factor. It's passion and wanting to do good for the town. So, um, yeah, so that's my background. And here we are many years later, uh, pushing 47 in June. And uh, I still, I still, again, my drive and passion and love is there for the town, and um, that's just who I am. I'm, I'm a caring person, uh, and, I, and I feel that goes a long way. And uh, you have to, you have to, you know, see both sides of situations, and you have to, you know, have have compassion for those. And at times, you got to be tough. You make a lot of tough decisions that may not be popular, but uh, but you can do that still and, and be compassionate and understanding. I think that's really important, and uh, our society needs that more now than ever. So. Mm-hmm. And thank you. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here for a second, if I could. Um, and so, kind of on, on to one of the points that you touched upon. When you first became mayor, uh, it was a new form of government. You're, you're the first mayor for the town, so there was very little precedent um, as for what your role would be. And I know you mentioned that people would say uh, people have different opinions about what the role of mayor should be. But how did you navigate uh, creating this office that you now hold? Yeah, yeah that's a great question, James. And uh, thank you for. Asking. So it, it was really important, I felt, from the beginning to establish the mayor's office and, and making it an important part of our town. So in, in that, you know, I felt it was very important from the beginning to um, to have a voice, be vocal, and, and making sure that, that no matter who our town manager is, they're going to be accountable to the town council and accountable to the residents. Ultimately, the residents vote us in, you know, and it's important that, that we um, build the structure of that. And I also felt it was important, though, to be that link, to be that person, to divide any gaps that there may be between the council, town manager, and our residents and businesses. So I, I felt that, you know, I wasn't going just to sit back and say, well, you know, let the town manager handle this or handle that. Uh, I will always answer questions, as, as many of you see throughout my Facebook and social media avenues. Um, I'm connected, and I wanted to be involved, uh, uh, having um, setting up uh, visitation hours on Tuesdays and Thursdays with you know, open-door policy for residents to come in and visit, talk to me, bring their concerns, comments, whatever it may be. I want to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I felt it was important to, to make sure that our people had a voice. And being that the mayor is still the highest elected position in town, I felt it was my duty and obligation to do that. But furthermore, to set that precedent moving forward long after I'm gone, I hope future mayors will take the role seriously and understand that, you know, um, 
it's not just a ceremonial position. You are the driving force behind, you know, a lot of things that happen. And um, it's a very important position because, you know, if you have a disconnect at any point, well, then things can, can potentially stray uh, and, not, and not work properly. So um, it was important, I felt, at that time to make the office relevant and important, and, it, and I do believe it is. And, um, and uh, I, I hope it stays that way for, um, for many years to come. James, anything else, or? Uh, no, uh, we can. I think that's a really wonderful answer. It's really positive, uh, and, and you know, just kind of rounding out this this idea of service and and the wonderful community we have. What's been the biggest lesson uh, you've learned uh, while serving as mayor? Yeah, one of the biggest lessons is you can't make everybody happy. You know, it's 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 not. Um, you know, there's tough decisions at times that have to be made, and, and sometimes, you know, uh, it, it, certain things may, you know, break your heart or upset you. But, you know, um, as, as for instance, you know, um, this, this last, um, with, the, with the crisis that we're in with the Board of Education, you know, we're all tightening our belts all around. And it broke my heart just to know that, you know, we, they, have, they also had to tighten their belts a lot more than they wanted. And, um, you know, but in the end, it's the right thing for the town at this time. You know, we can always look at things in the future and, and add, we can add money and do things um, to help. But right now, um, you know, again, you can't make everybody happy. And, and, and that's one big, big thing that, you know, if you want to do the right job and, and you want to be fair all around, you have to understand going into it that tough decisions need to be made. And at times, you're just not going to make everybody happy. Uh, but uh, you live by those decisions and you learn by them. And, and you move forward, and, um, you know, and that's all we can do. Mm-hmm. 
And Enzo, this is, again, it's an unprecedented uh, worldwide crisis. Uh, now, how has Cromwell been weathering this? Like, uh, we've seen your posts on social media, Facebook, and elsewhere, and the, you and the town have been keeping us abreast of all everything that's going on, and that's terrific. But uh, all in all, like, how would you say from the mayor's seat, from the town hall, how has the town been weathering this crisis? Yeah, that's a great question, James. Uh, we've been doing a great job all around. i got to tell you, uh, we have a great team in place in town, and I mean every all our town staff, our town manager, the town council, um, you know, you can't do this alone. You know, you, you all have, we have to work together, and we really do. Um, I really enjoy um, working um, with this current town council and, and those of the past also, but uh, this one's special. I, I really feel we, we're getting things done. We have a great working relationship all around, and um, so it's important to know that. You know, there's not one person, but this is a big, uh, many pieces to the puzzle, and, and, and especially during this time, you know, I have to give kudos. A town hall may be closed to um, the public from entering, but all our employees are going in, and I tell you, uh, that really helps. Uh, a lot of our residents and businesses that are still uh, businesses that are still open um, that need certain things, um, knowing that they have um, uh, help at town hall still, and they can pick up a call there. Our human services department, I can't say more uh, for human senior service. Amy Sada is doing a fantastic job, her and her team, um, because I tell you, throughout this time, one thing that, that um, really has broken my heart is when I have residents that reach out to me and say they haven't received a paycheck in two weeks and they need food. And, you know, one thing, no questions asked, uh, we will deliver food to anybody's home um, if they need help. Um, you know, financially, we've been lucky. A lot of the, the um, decisions that have been made through the years and the economic uh, boom that we've had in Cromwell through the years has really helped build our fund balance. And thank God that the town council... Um, has been steadfast in, in, in our end, at least wanting to keep that at a, at a, uh, at a nice level. Um, you know, we've been fortunate. We have over 90 days of capital in there um, so that we can run the day-to-day -day operations of the town financially and, you know, do certain things that uh, the town council uh, made a bold move. We were one of the first towns to really take action on this by um, uh, deferring property taxes for 90 days and uh, sewer usage fees for 90 days. I think that's a great help. Um, um, to our residents and businesses. And, um, you know, so we have been weathering the storm. I can tell you anxieties are high. A lot of small businesses are really hurting, and they, they, they want to open up. Um, they know they have that, you know, this is a serious um, issue, the virus, but they, they, they feel that, you know, it's time to start opening the valve slowly and, and giving them a chance to show that um, they can do this by following the guidelines and, and doing all the, taking all the necessary steps um, to, um, to help protect their employees and those that are um, shopping in the facilities. So, uh, but their anxieties are high. And, you know, and the best thing you can do, and I try to do, is just talk to everybody, you know, and just try to ease their concerns. And, you know, we will get through it. Um, I pray that, you know, the damage will be irreversible to many of these small businesses, as it is very hard right now. Um, but uh, one day at a time, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get there, and um, hopefully sooner than later. Thank you. And uh, James Dimitriotis, given that you're on the town council, did you want to uh, ask May, uh, Mayor Enzo maybe give uh, specificity to the tax deferral issue? Yeah, and so Enzo, um, you very wisely, and I think all of the council agreed unanimously that we needed to do something. And what we pa ended up passing was this the, the sewer and property tax deferral. Do you want to for listeners how that process is going to work? Yes, yes, absolutely, James. So 
again, it was it was a great all around team effort, and um, I'm thankful that the town council, uh, including yourself, supported this. As um, this is a this can be and will be a big help. So if you um, uh, are not paying your property taxes through the bank and you uh, pay um, uh, on your own. Um, you can defer those taxes for 90 days. So, for instance, July 1st, tax bills on property and motor vehicles will not be due until October 1st. So there's breathing room for those that need it. For landlords, this is important. Um, there is also a process in place for landlords. But for landlords to take advantage of this, they need to also do something for their tenants. It's very important. So there is some paperwork. And it's all on the town website, www.cromwellct.com. Um, you can follow the steps there, and there's a procedure for landlords. Sewer usage fees are also deferred by 90 days. Those were due May 1st, so now they're due August 1st. Um, again, another way, an opportunity to help those um, that, that need it. Um, and, and it started really with the sewer usage fees because those bills went out first. And there were people that were that are hurting, you know, and, and they haven't, they've been laid off, haven't had a paycheck. And, you know, that uh, $295 is a lot of money. And um, uh, uh, they were reaching out to me, and I said, well, let me see what, what I can do. Let's see what, what is allowed. Um, and, and looking at the governor's executive order, it did give us that leeway to, uh, to uh, defer the sewer usage fees and also the property taxes. So I talked it over with the town manager. I was very strong about it. Uh, I knew we had the finances in place because our rainy day fund, that fund balance was in, in healthy shape. And I brought this proposal to the town council, and they unanimously supported it. And, um, and it's the right thing to do uh, in, in this economic times, um, at least for those that need it. They can take advantage of it, and I know it will help many of those people that are hurting right now. Oh, thank you. James, did you want to give anything to add? or? I guess um, my, my, my other question is, I know we're right now in a state of emergency. Um, so what does that mean when, when the town is in a state of emergency? What, what changes uh, are made? And then how has the town been working with our community and state partners in this overall emergency? That's a great, a great question, James. So when, we, um, when town manager Salvatore declared the state of emergency at that point, it gives uh, Cromwell the opportunity to capitalize on any of the uh, federal funds that will come to the state uh, through FEMA. Um, so, you know, we have to get PPEs and, and various equipment um, for the town um, to uh, protect our employees and all those that are still out on the front line. So uh, by doing this, um, it allowed us uh, flexibility in that manner to, to um, get reimbursed for all those funds um, that we're expensing uh, regarding anything related to the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, but then it also gives the town manager the authority to then execute some of the executive orders that uh, were coming through from the governor's office. Um, so, um, you know, the large groups, you know, the limitation on that, um, that's just an example from, you know, closing town hall down uh, to the public, um, the budget process, you know, so on and so on. But, uh, you know, as the state declares a state of emergency on, on their end, that allows them then to get the federal funding from the federal government to help them support all the things that the state needs um, to um, to um, support the uh, financial burdens of the crisis. So um, it was, a, it was uh, something that we needed to do, um, and I'm glad we did it. Um, and, again, it would just help us in the long run. Um, but, um, you know, I'm hoping that uh, we will all come out of this shortly. Well, Enzo, you've given us some really good information today, and and this is what people need, reassurance that their government is on top of this, 
the mayor, everybody's here, we're all pulling together, and then we are a community and all involved, we're all in this together. And uh, now, James, before we go, do you want to ask the, the final question, or should I? <laughs> go ahead, James. Okay. Uh, let me see, sorry. What do you most love about Cromwell, Enzo? Yeah, that, that, that's uh, another great question. You know, I, I just, I love the people, as I, I said earlier, you know, and I know not everybody is going to agree with me, and there might be some people that don't like me, but you know what? They're still, I represent all of them, and uh, we have such a great community, as I said earlier, um, always willing to help. I, I just, it's amazing where, you know, we're in a crisis, and, and you know, there's many individuals that, that are, you know, uh, been laid off, but even those people are re ready to help one another, help a neighbor. You know, if you need food, we'll, you know, what I saw one post that said, you know, I have extra food. Anybody just inbox me, no questions asked, no names mentioned, you know, will help. And, and that's just what makes Cromwell so wonderful. Um, it's such a great place to live. It's, there's so many people that want to be involved, want to help. And you even see that, you know, throughout the uh, those that serve on a lot of the various boards and uh, commissions that are involved um, within the town. Um, it's just, again, it's just a, it's, a, it's a great place to live. It's a great uh, town um, to, to have a business in. And, um, you know, it's just it's been my home, you know, uh, for pretty much all of my life. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, being mayor is truly my honor. I look at it as an honor um, that the people have bestowed in me, and, and um, I'm humbled by that. I, uh, I take my role and, um, and seriously, as, uh, as uh, I know you both know, and uh, it's just a great town to live in. But, you know, we're always working to improve, and we can always do better. And um, that's why I, I know with this council, we've, we've got some great things that we were working on for the future. And, um, and um, you, know, as, uh, you know, as God said or so said, you know, you, you, life is a learning lesson. Every day you learn something new and you pass that along. And if you think you know everything, then you know what? You don't know anything. So, um, so we'll continue. We'll continue to work together and, uh, and uh, make Cromwell as best as it can be. Enzo, thank you again for joining us here on Cromwell Listens. Well, thank you both for having me. It truly was a pleasure um, being part of this uh, wonderful show, and I look forward to the future. And I just want to leave one last word for our Cromwell residents. Please all stay safe, and together we will get through this sooner than later. We're one community and one community strong. Stay strong and safe, everybody. Thank you both again. Thank you. Thank you. And this is James Dimitriotis. And this is James Nealon, and this has been Cromwell Listens. Until next time, Cromwell, please stay safe. Well, James, that was a really great interview with Enzo. Yeah, absolutely. It was really great for him to take the time to, to talk to us. And, you know, now more than ever, it's important that we all uh, stay in contact and connected with each other. Um, while social media makes that easy, uh, it's sometimes a little isolating. So it's nice to hear each other's voices. And so hopefully in the upcoming weeks and months, um, as long as this quarantine lasts, Cromalescence can bring you those voices from around the community, even if we're not able to be there together in person. And then once we can have community events again, we'll be right there as well. Well said, James. And James, thank you for joining me today, too. I really had fun with this. Oh, it's been a blast. Okay, so, folks, till next time, I'm James Nealand. 
And I'm James Dimitriadis. For Cromwell Listens, thank you so much.